0: Sweeter than the day before All together now Every day with Jesus Is sweeter than the day before
1: shake hands and fellowship one with another. now. certainly is amen good to have all of you with us tonight good to have Brian and Lisa with us and tell Brian's on vacation he don't have his tile. of course that's where to go to church in West Virginia I'm surprised he's got shoes on tonight amen good to have Brian and Lisa we'll get him to lead us in prayer in a moment but uh, let's pray now for the services and let's open our hearts up to all that the Lord has for us tonight remember our teenagers uh, they're at their retreat in Gatlinburg. They left this morning, and I think they carried 60-some 60 60 some teenagers uh, to the meeting. This is the largest group they've taken to the retreat, so they are excited about that. Been doing some wonder- God's been doing some wonderful things in our teenagers. But pray for the meeting. Several churches stick there in their uh, youth retreat, so pray for that. And let's pray the Lord are bless. Brian, it is good to have you. Lead us in prayer, if you would, please. Yes, 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 amen, let's continue the singing.
0: Last day.
1: Senator come forward to receive her offering. I remind you that your giving on Wednesday night goes to support our Bible conference in the fall. And I know that when we talk about giving in December for the conference in September, that seems so strange, but it goes a long way in for us being able to do what we do every year for so many. So let me encourage you to give tonight, and the Lord will bless you for your giving. Father, we thank you now for bringing us together as you have tonight And we ask you to open our hearts and speak to us and use us tonight. Glorify the Lord in everything that is said and done. Speak to us about the coming year and we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: This song just says, oh, what a savior is mine. save your
1: want you to take your bible and turn to matthew 13 matthew 13 we have been in the book of james on wednesday night and i'm going to do a little something different tonight Uh, last wednesday night we thought about the christmas theme and tonight as we face a new year i want to just share with you a word and a thought uh, to challenge your heart about the coming year would you stand please and we're going to look at this text and a, a verse of Scripture that has always spoken to my heart. And I want to think tonight on this thought. If miracles can happen on 34th Street, they can happen on 32nd Street. Amen? In case you don't know the streets here, this is 32nd Street here. So if they can happen on 34th Street, they can happen on 32nd Street. Amen? Look at verse 53, the book of Matthew 13. And let's begin reading in verse 53 and we'll read down through verse 58 and we'll build our thoughts around verse 58. But verse 53 said, It came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom? And these mighty works, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? Verse 57 says, And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor save in his own country and in his own house I look at verse 58 this to me is one of the most gripping statements in all the bible the bible said he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief now look at it again he did not many mighty works he did not many mighty works there and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Thank you. You May be seated. Let's pray. And I'll share with you three simple little thoughts tonight and we'll use them to trust that the Lord will speak to our hearts as we are facing a new year. Let's pray. Our Father, we're so thankful that you're able to do many mighty works. And we're thankful, Lord, that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think and we thank you lord for the ability that you have and for what you want to do for your people we thank you so much for the promises of the word of god that assures us of your ability and assures us lord of what you want to do for us and do in us and do with us so we come tonight with a thrilled heart and we come with an excited heart as we contemplate lord what you can do for us now father we ask you to cleanse us and to forgive us sin that we be clean before you and thus could be used by you so speak to us tonight and we'll thank you and praise you for it's in Jesus name we pray and for his sake we ask these things amen now if you did like I have done over the past couple of days then you have probably watched some of the Christmas classic movies that are Christmas classics uh, that we usually see at this time of the year if you have the uh, TBS then you know they ran that movie 24 Hours uh, Christmas Story now that's one of my favorite I could watch that 24 hours a day seven days a week I like that story amen and I think the reason I like it so much is because if we were honest it is so true to life A Little boy wanting his Red Ryder BB gun whatever there. I remember when I was a kid when I asked my mom if I could get a BB gun I had an uncle and I would spend the summer with my grandparents My uncle was a teenager and I was a little fella He had a BB gun and I thought that's the greatest thing in the world when he let me shoot his BB gun But when I asked my mom if I could get a BB gun She said to me no, I'd shoot my eye out. Apparently she'd seen the movie before But uh, we saw them all and then of course American movie classics 24 hours showed that Christmas classic a miracle on 34th Street, New York But I thought about it if miracles can happen on 34th Street, New York Then I believe that miracles can happen on 32nd Street in Chattanooga, Tennessee I believe that God is able to do great and mighty things for it For us as we near the beginning of a new year I just want to just share with you a few simple little thoughts tonight really to express my desire for the coming year and my prayer for 2002. It is my desire, it is my prayer that in the year to come, we'll see God bless like we've never seen him blessed before. And we'll see God do things that he's never done around here before. We'll experience the Lord in a measure that we have never experienced the Lord before. I think about this year, 2001. This has been by far one of the greatest years in the history of this church. It's been by far the greatest year in my 15 years here. It's been a wonderful year. It's been an exciting year. There's been things that happened this year that if you'd asked me in 2000 would have occurred, I would have maybe laughed at you. My faith would have been weak. But this has been a phenomenal year. This has been an amazing year. Many wonderful things God has done for us in this past year this has been one of the best years that the church has ever had as far as additions in one year a number of people have joined by far the best year since I have been here but we've had a great year as far as additions to the church is concerned it's been one of the best years for involvement by our members and the percentage of our members that are involved in serving God in one way or the other, whether it be through faith or whether it be through Sunday school, the prayer ministry or awana in other areas, it's been one of the best years for the percentage-wise of involvement by our members. It's been one of the best years that we've ever had for the number of people that are sharing their faith and actually leading other people to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's been a great year in a number of people. We're led to the Lord just in our fall semester. And I can't remember all the numbers that we had, but over 1,000 contacts were made in the fall semester alone. It's been a great year as far as our people sharing their faith, learning how to share their faith, and then sharing their faith and winning others to Christ. It's been a good year, a great year, one of the best we've ever had as far as our general giving is concerned. And to what records we have, it's been a historical year for us as far as giving it's been a good year and a record year in our missions giving not only has our general giving gone up but our missions giving has gone up in proportion to the giving and the regular offerings going up it's been a phenomenal year as far as what we have seen god do in the lives of our teenagers i mentioned that a moment ago and we have a good number of teenagers that are gone on the retreat but I don't know if you've stopped and thought about but this has been an amazing year what God has done in our teenagers our teenagers are on fire like they've never been on fire before we got teenagers that have really dedicated their lives to God we've always had a good youth department And always had a lot of things going for them and activities but it's something different about the group we got now We got young men that have been surrendered to priests throughout the year and young men that are serving God young ladies That have given their life to full-time Christian service It's a lot of great things have happened in our teenagers and that is something we ought to rejoice about amen We should never 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 take that lightly we often hear people talk about teenagers and youth and how things are going we ought to be excited what God is doing and our young people here and then it's been a great year as far as what God has done in our services here at the church been a great year I'll never forget Sunday June the 21st 24th of this year what an amazing Sunday that was what a turning point in this church was June the 24th and you may remember that I brought a message it had nothing to do with the message but on i'm not ashamed but you remember that sunday and god did something unusual here on that sunday and it just turned everything around and it's been a totally different church since then great before but even what is happening since then has been amazing but it's been a great year but i think about the coming year someone asked charles spurgeon one time which he thought was the greatest sermon he'd ever preach and spurgeon's answer was the next one Well, I want to say about the year in the past and our greatest year, I want to say it is the next one to come. Amen? Amen. We've had a great year, but I'm looking for the coming year to be the best we've ever had. Put it this way. I'd like to see miracles on 32nd Street. I'd like to see God do something special here at Temple Baptist Church like Jabez. I pray that the Lord would bless us indeed. I pray that He will enlarge our coast. And I pray that He'll keep His hand upon us and that He'll keep us from evil and He'll keep us from failure. I want it to be a great year. Do you? An amazing year. I say all that to say this and compare it all to the text that I read a moment ago. I don't want the coming year to be similar to what you have in Matthew 13. And I don't want the coming year to, be, uh, to illustrate the text that I just read to you. I want to point out three simple little thoughts from the text and they're very very simple tonight but I want you to look at them and I just point out a few things from them the first thing that I want you to see is this I want you to notice in in Matthew 13 verse 58 what Jesus could not do you see what he could not do look at verse 58 I read it a moment ago and put emphasis on it but look at verse 58 the Bible said in he that is the Lord did not Many mighty works there because of their unbelief. We see what he could not do. He did not. The Bible said many mighty works. Now I'm going to give you the reason in just a moment. The second point, but I want to just point out that that he did not many mighty works there. It was not because of his ability or lack of ability. Our Lord had the ability of doing mighty things our lord had the ability to do it many mighty works there was nothing he could not do and as i brought the message on sunday the question the an, an, the angels answer to mary when she said how shall this be seeing i know not a man and the angel answered for with god nothing shall be impossible it's not because he did not have the ability to do it he had the ability to do many mighty things And may I say second of all, it's not only was not because of his ability and second of all, it's not because of his availability. He was there. We find him right there in the midst of them. But in where he was at, he was not able to do many mighty works. Now I'll point out in the next point as I said a moment ago why he could not do many mighty works. But let me just say at the present that it ought to alarm every one of us tonight, especially you that are leaders. It ought to alarm us that our Lord could be hindered and what he can do that ought to enlarge us and ought to concern us that our Lord could be hindered from doing many mighty works here in this place I want for Temple Baptist Church I want this place to be a testimony of what God can do and not just a testimony about what we can do There are many churches that can testify and brag on what we are doing and what we've been able to do, but I I want us to be distinguished in the fact that it's not what happens around here is not based upon what we can do. I want this place to be distinguished from the fact that this is what God can do. I want this place to stand as a testimony to this place, a testimony to this community, and a testimony to this city. And a testimony in this area that God is able, and God is able to do great and mighty things. I think about George Mueller. And one of the most moving places ever been was the Mueller Homes. And, of course, when you see the buildings, they're a college now, but you see the buildings that Mueller built and and read about his life and all the things that he did, it's even more amazing when you realize he never one time let anybody know his needs. And he never one time took an offering for the homes. He never one time advertised what his needs was. He just prayed in the money that he needed to do the work. And he had a reason for that. He wanted to show his generation that God was still God, was as much God as it had ever been. And he wanted to show his generation that God's promises were true and that God could do mighty things. Well, I don't know. I know there are many places God is doing mighty things, but I would like to be just one of them, wouldn't you? I like for temple batteries to be just one demonstration in one place in which God is establishing a testimony, a testimony of his power and a testimony of his ability. I think of Paul's testimony. In 1 Corinthians 2, he said, "I came with to you, I came in fear and trembling." And he said i did not come in my ability i did not come in my own strength but i came in the demonstration of the power of god that's what i want this place to be amen a demonstration of god's ability now i've tried through the years to be a student at church growth i've tried to read about churches and, and things and places where things are happening i read about churches that are growing i ask about churches that are growing I try to visit churches that are growing if I'm ever in a certain area I know of a church that's got a testimony that it's growing I'll try to go by there see what they're doing Talk to different people there try to learn as much as I can from them I try to be a student of church growth And I think about church growth in our generation Never in the history of America Has there been as many large churches in our country as there are in this day this is an unusual day as far as churches are concerned in American history. I mean, just about any city you go to in this country of any size, medium size, large, whatever there, you'll find one, maybe two churches in there that what are what we would call mega churches. They're running into the thousands. And that's true just about anywhere you go in this country. There's never been a time in church history in America where there've been more large churches than there are at this at this particular time. But as I have visited churches and and read about churches and whatever, there I am convinced that not all churches that are large is that church is uh, is of the Lord's doings or something that God has done. There are many places that He is. But in many cases churches that are large it's not necessarily meaning that God is doing something in that church and just because they're running one two three or four thousand it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a work of God I have found that in many cases where churches are growing it is due to what they provide more more so than what is actually going on in that church and it's due to what they provide such as all kinds of recreational facilities assortment of all kinds of fellowships and groups and activities and things like that. And most cases, in many cases, churches, some of the large churches, they have grown because of those kind of things. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me tonight. I'm not against those kind of things. But just because the church is doing a lot of things, and just because a lot of things are going on, and things that attract the crowd, does not necessarily mean that God is at work in that church in a unique and a special way i believe that the only real measuring stick for a church and the only real measuring stick for what god is doing in a church basically revolves involves people if you really want to know what god is doing in a church you ought to ask the question first of all are people getting saved in that church is that church reaching out winning others to the lord are the people in that congregation growing spiritually Is their lives being changed is their life being impacted by the eternal Are people becoming disciples of the Lord you'd have a large building and have thousands of people there but if all they do is show up on Sunday morning and then have a small handful on Sunday night and nobody on Wednesday night it makes me wonder is God really at work in that congregation I don't want to just draw a crowd I want to see God do something amen I don't want it just to be a place where people gather I want this to be a place where people are getting saved Believers are growing learning how to share their faith winning others to the Lord their lives are being changed Their life is being impacted by eternal things I believe that is the measuring stick on whether or not God is doing something in a church Can I get an amen right there? but when I think about God doing many mighty things I believe the, the result and the evidence of that is what is going on in the people that attend that church Well, that's the kind of place I want here. That's what I want to see God do here I want him to touch my life and I want him to touch your lives Everything we try to do and everything I'm trying to find out what God would have us to do here I want it for one reason not necessarily to draw a crowd but to touch your life And to benefit you spiritually And if we do that, then the crowds will take care of themselves. But I want it to be a place where God is at work. But you see what he could not do. He could not do many mighty works. But let me give you a second thing. Simple point is, second of all, why he could not do it. He said he could not do many mighty works. Well, why could he not do many mighty works? Look at verse 58 again. He did not many mighty works there because, and he gives us a reason because of their unbelief now when you look at the story you find for one thing they would not believe in him his own brethren his own town they rejected who he was they said in verse 55 is this not the carpenter's son they what they were doing there they were making him out to be just any other man what they were really saying is he's the illegitimate child of Joseph the carpenter so they were not believing on him and second of all they were not believing in him they did not there was not many mighty works there because of their unbelief they didn't believe on him they did not believe in him in short he did not many mighty works there because they would not allow him to be what he wanted to be and do what he wanted to do you know that could be the case here if we're not careful We think about everything that's going on. We think about all of our plans and all of our directions and all of our goals. If we are not careful, we could hinder the Lord from doing many mighty works here. We can shoot for a great year and we can ask God for a great year and we can pray for a great year. But if we're not careful, we could prevent the Lord from doing many mighty things. Just like our text talks about, our lack of faith could be one reason. And I am thrilled, I'm excited about how God is build our faith around here in the coming year things we're talking about doing now We never even thought about doing a year ago and things we're doing now and beginning and to do now, we should have been doing five years ago. But it's all been growth in our life and the development of our faith and the development of our vision and understanding more of the plan and the purpose of God for this place. And I'm thrilled as I work with the men that God has put in leadership here, their faith in God and their willingness to believe God at His word and to take God at His word you see anytime God does something there'll be times when it humanly doesn't seem possible but yet we don't operate on human terms we operate on God's terms and it requires faith that our lack of faith could be a reason why God would not do many mighty works here our lack of commitment could be one of the reasons I talked about commitment a few Sunday nights ago in order to do something unique for God and be used of God in a special way it requires commitment It means that we have to give a little more go the second miles the Bible talks about it can't be a thing where we show up when we so desire and if we hold an office just maybe come once every other week or whatever like that it means we get to find God's will for our life and there's a commitment to that will and a willingness to pay the price to do what God wants us to do our lack of vision a lack of vision could be a reason and again I thank God for the vision he's given us a vision we have not had in in a number of years and I thank God for that vision he's leading us and he's guiding us and growing our vision every day and part of what has happened in the past year has been because God's been able to give us a vision and we've been able to see what God wanted to do and then followed God and watched him bring it to pass we got to have a vision we got to see things from God's viewpoint We've got to see things from an eternal perspective and see things as they ought to be and how they should be. A lack of vision could be a reason. A lack of direction could be a reason. And again, I thank God for the direction he's given us. And that's been the whole thing in this year is just knowing God's will, listening to God, not doing what we want to do or not just jumping at any occasion or anything, but listening to God, following God, letting him talk to us and letting him lead us and give us a direction and a way to go a lack of desire could be a reason why we might not see great things and again I thank him for the desire he's put into us we're wanting to see things we've never even talked about before but I thank God for that desire and may we never lose that desire to want to do more for God amen many churches do not grow because they do not desire to grow and they're not used of God because they do not desire to be used of God our lack of submission could be a reason why god would be prevented in doing many mighty things because the truth of the matter is it all boils down to this one thing anything god will do for us in 2002 and anything god will do for us in the church it boils down to our people giving their lives to god and submitted to god saying god here i am Do in me what you want to do in me Work in me the way you want to work in me. Use me the way you want to use me. That's what the emphasis throughout all of December on Sunday night has been. You finding the will of God. You submitting to the will of God. You becoming involved, serving God the way God wants you to serve. It's a matter of submission. Whatever the reason, it should always concern us that we could do something that would prevent the Lord from doing many mighty things. He did not. Many mighty things there because of their unbelief. I don't don't know about you, but it's my prayer. God, don't let me get in the way of what you want to do. Amen? We're talking about seeing many mighty works in the coming year. And may God help us not to allow anything or do anything that would hinder or prevent him from doing that which he wants to do. Can I get an amen from all of you? Amen. But a third and final thing. You see what he could not do and why he could not do it. But thirdly, where he could not do it. Verse 58, he did not many mighty works there. And when you think about there and where there is, it becomes all that more astonishing. If anybody knew Jesus, it was his hometown. This he came into his, the Bible says he departed thence in verse 53, and when he was come into his own country. He came among the people he grew up around. They knew him they had seen him grow up as a child they knew his life they even talked about his wisdom they even talked about his mighty works in verse 54 they talked about his family they knew all about Jesus but it was there in that particular place that he could not do many mighty works now that statement suggests to me that there were places where he could do it and that suggests to me there were places where he was doing it and as he traveled his itinerant ministry he would come to certain villages and great things would happen the whole city turned out to him on one occasion they came to him from every quarter Mark talks about it and if you stop at a home the streets would feel going to synagogue the synagogue would be filled in fact it was got so crowded one time they tore a roof off and lowered a man down there were places where he did many mighty works but he could not do it there there was a place that he could not do it I pray that Temple Baptist Church would be a place where he can do many mighty works and God forbid that it should be said of Temple Baptist that he could not do it there all you gotta do is travel around the country and you'll find there are places where he is doing it but there are places where he is not doing it and I believe this I don't believe that God has favorite churches I don't believe that he'll bless us just because we're temple baptist church no first of all if god does anything for us it'll be because of grace that's all you got to remember that we don't deserve anything god has done and we don't deserve anything that god will do there's not a one of us that can stick our heads up and stick out our nose and think man we have we really deserve this no if we had what we deserve we'd be in hell tonight there wouldn't even be a temple baptist church so it's not because of who we are or that we've earned it or deserved it or whatever there. No, it's because of grace. But there may be another reason, and it will be because we let him do it. We're willing to take God at his word. This book becomes the center of all that we do. I mean, we don't operate this church by Robert's rules of orders. We follow what the Bible said. The Bible is our authority. The Bible is our guide. We do what the bible says if the bible says don't do we don't do it and the bible says do it we do it that's what we're trying to do just obey this book and obey God and follow God and let God be God in our particular situation and if he does anything for us that'll be one of the reasons for it but there are places where he is working you can get out and visit amazing stories of how God is doing things And I've had the opportunity to stop in and see some of them, visit and talk to pastors and staff members and ask them this and ask them that. And I leave with a burning heart as I've seen what God can do and the amazing stories behind it and how God took a handful of people and now has a ministry that impacts the world and their testimonies like that all over the country. And it all goes down, boils down to the fact they let God do it they took God at his word they obeyed God stepped out by faith on many occasions and just trusted God and God did great things he did many mighty works there and on the other hand there are places where he's not working and again I go back to what I was saying a while ago God doesn't have favorite churches he'll bless the church that'll let him bless it and the church that will not let him bless it then he cannot bless that church And i'm convinced there are many churches and it matters not where they are whether it be in timbuktu or in the mountains in the valley and the city out in the country suburbs whatever it is many churches are not seeing anything happen and it's not because of their location and it's not because of their facilities it's simply because they will not let god do it and it goes back to what i said a moment ago it could be a lack of of faith it could be a lack of vision it could be a lack of direction it could be a lack of commitment It could be a lack of desire it could be a lack of submission but somewhere they will not let God do it now we're amazed I'm amazed at where God has brought us in just 12 months aren't you it really amazes me in fact when we showed that uh, little clip A little movie clip of the interior of the new auditorium Sunday. You ought to jump, you should have jumped up and ran for 20 minutes just thinking about the prospects of that. Amen? I know what it really is. You're afraid you're going to have to give more. You're scared dead about your giving. Amen? But uh, seriously, I mean, it thrills me. Every time something happens, it thrills me. And time and time again, I have been in that new building, preaching that new building more than once, and we haven't even got it started. I see it in my heart. I see it in my mind. I see it in my faith. And I can't wait for the day then God lets us get in the thing. But God doing things and working is, we don't want to get to the place that God cannot do things for us and God cannot move in us it's more about buildings it's more about property it's more about all these other things it's people I've said it before if anything happens around here it'll be because of three reasons one because we believe in prayer and we pray two we come to church and our services are anointed the Lord and three we just go after people if those three things don't work it'll not happen here but I believe those three things what the Bible's all about and that's why God is blessing here he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief may the testimony always be a temple Baptist Church he did many mighty works there because they let him do what he wanted to do as we get ready for a new year will you pray as you've never prayed before will you believe God like you've never believed God before will you trust God like you've never trusted God before I talked to a preacher just the other day and he's asked me about things and he said he asked me an unusual question he said how would you sum up everything going on in your life and what is happening at the church And I said, I guess if I summed it all up, it is the experience of having my faith stretched as it's never been stretched before. To having trust God, trusting God to pay my school bill was one thing. Trusting God and seeking God and asking God and getting from God money to make a car payment when I was a student, that was one thing. But asking God and trusting God for 2 and $3 million is a brand new ballgame for me like when someone said uh, good news there's good news and bad news the good news is the lord has given us the money for the new building the bad news is it's in your pocket amen i'm trusting god but anyway all these things to see it done but it's thrilling to see god stretch our faith and to enlarge our vision and to put something in our heart says we don't want to just sit here and just occupy space we want to see god do something and to be a vessel in the hands of God so that in these days, in a day when church has become more entertainment, a place when people come, they be God. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. And may it be said that he did many mighty works there. I want to get you to come and pray with me just a moment. Of course, the office has been closed. We don't have our normal prayer sheet for you tonight. But I want you to come and just gather around the altar